Welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast, where we discover new pathways. My name is Omar Mohammed, the co-host, and over there is no other than Leon Robinson the Fourth. Amen. Hey, what's going on, Omar? Welcome back, man. Good to see you again. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So for those who are not familiar, the Breakthrough Podcast is brought to you by the Minority Business Development Agency out of Washington, D.C. Uh, and you can find us on edacmorgan.com. That's E-D-A-C morgan.com. All of the information that I'm about to re relay to you can be found there. Uh, so as you know, we do this podcast. Uh, we ha have Ride University where we do like quick tips on uh, entrepreneurship, on how to get started, how to expand your business, and how to um, operate your business in essence. Uh, we also have an entrepreneurship boot camp that we partner with different organizations across uh, Baltimore and Baltimore County. Uh, I should say now because we're doing some other parts of uh, Maryland as well. So uh, let's just say the state of Maryland. We also have, uh, we have a meetup. We have some meetups that we do uh, on the second Tuesday, second Tuesday, second Thursday. I always get it wrong. Second Thursday of the month. And we have a specialized program where individuals are learning how to do, um, I would say government contracting, but Leon, it's not uh, government contract. What is it? Real estate. There you go. <laughs> the anatomy of real estate rehab. There you go. There you go. I got right. go contract on my mind right there. Uh, and we also uh, have an annual event that's going to come up uh, toward the, the latter part of the summer. So that's more about, you know, what we do at the RIDE program, the Returning Citizens Aspire to Develop Entrepreneurial Ventures. And as always, we have a special guest, and today we have India Smith, and we're going to learn more about India and her company. But before we do that, India, welcome to the Breakthrough Podcast. How are you? Welcome, India. Welcome to the Breakthrough Podcast. Thank you, Leon. Thank you, Omar. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's great to be here with you, fellas, just to discuss entrepreneurship, something that's near and dear to my heart. Absolutely. Well, we're looking forward to it. So, so we always ask the question, you know, how long have you been home? And then when you returned home, you know, what were your plans? Um, so I've been home now about nine years. And when I returned home, my, my priority was, of course, they drill in your head that you got to get a job. You got to get a job. So that was my priority to step back into motherhood, that position, and to, you know, make a living for my family to get a job. So immediately, I just started filling out applications for everything. The first job that I got was a Checkers fast food mm -hmm. restaurant. Stayed there for about three months. Then I finally entered into um, my field of choice, which is business. And I was an administrative office manager for um, a nursing assistant agency. Mm -hmm. So, so you went. So you have that administrative piece. And you 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 start said find a job, and that's interesting. You know, Leon, we hear that so often that you know when individuals do come come home, it's about finding finding a job. And I mm -hmm. I can hear it in your voice and see it in your face. She was like, you know what, I'm gonna find me a job, but that's not what I want to do. And so, when did you discover what you wanted to do? So I actually discovered what I wanted to do prior to coming home. Um, okay. I 
proposals and did a lot of research on the limited access computers that we did have. I wound up um, entering, well, getting a position in the library so that I could have more access to the web. And um, I started to do a lot of research. I wrote a proposal and it was granted by the chief of security at the time for entrepreneurship program. Um, you had to write at least a 1500 word essay to qualify for the program. It was headed and it was spearheaded by Yvonne Rivers, who was the former co-owner of Zipcar. Oh, wow. Wow. So, so that was a, was that a program while you were behind the wall? Was yes. Really? Interesting. Yes. Okay. And it, well, her model is um, she was the catalyst to our success. So she helped us and, and guided us into making business plans and having us to create this like funnel vision as to what we actually want to do within our business. Because a lot of times when you enter into the field of entrepreneurship, you're you're, you like have this wide view of what you actually want to do, but to start, you got to narrow it down. Yeah. You have to get that target market, get that target um, analysis and everything and really know what your client looks like and start from there. And that's what she helped us to navigate ourselves into and creating a um, business plan from there. Absolutely. Uh, so before we get into your business, you know, I have to brag about you just just a little bit, if you don't mind. Uh, so we we met a couple of times. You, you had to remind me. <laughs> you know, we did an event here at Morgan State University uh, back in February. So you you, you yeah. were here at that event. And then, you know, we had the opportunity to do an entrepreneurship boot camp with the organization Pivot. So how did yeah. you wind up at Pivot? And, you know, what's been your experience being a participant of the Pivot program? So originally um, I was introduced through, so I'm a member of the Ladies League of Baltimore. It's mm -hmm. an empowerment for women. Mm -hmm. And one of my sisters is the executive director of Pivot. I knew nothing of Pivot. When mm -hmm. I came home from prison, there weren't any women reentry groups, programs, or yeah. anything of the sort. It was just unheard of. Yeah. You know, you like to get whatever it is that you were looking for yourself. Right. And you you know, and just reacclimating yourself. So from there, and this being my sister, she invited me to come speak at the graduation. So I was invited as a guest speaker for their graduation. Oh, wow. Okay. And weeks later, I was offered a position as an administrative assistant. And um, because she knows that I am keen on my entrepreneurship journey, yeah. she offered as a contractual position. So it was 1099. I was not an employee. I am not an employee. That's just <laughs> yeah. just freedom. Being a 1099, you still have a little flexibility. Exactly. Still got a little freedom. Yeah, that's awesome. Right. So um, yes, I did enter in as an independent contractor for Pivot and I was the executive um, administrative assistant. And um, it was great. And um, I was able to sit in on some of the sessions. And when I sat in on some of the sessions, I was in that room with those women that had experienced many of the things that I had experienced and much more. I was like, wow, I need pivot. Mm. I don't just work for them. I need what you all have. I am a candidate. I think I qualify. And um, at that time, I was actually going through homelessness. I was mm. homeless mm. when I was... And I was homeless when I was offered to speak there and everything. So I'm transitioning 
from homelessness into the home that I have now. Definitely. And um, yeah. thank you. And I was just going through a lot of different, you know, life, life does life sometimes, you know. Just going through those different hills and valleys of life and everything. And I definitely needed what Pivot had to offer for a woman that really didn't have that opportunity to necessarily heal from the traumatic experience of being incarcerated, to being a mother, to having their own business and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So got a job, you worked at a fast food, you got some administrative skills, you know, you went to work with Pivot. Uh, and then when did you decide that you wanted to, first of all, let's introduce your business. You know, if you have a website, you can put that out there. Uh, and just, you know, when did you really say, you know what, this is what I want to do? So I am the owner and operator of Beautiful Healthy Hair. It was originally India's definition of love, Idol for short. Um, we rebranded when Pivot hit. Pivot really struck the, you know, economy and everyone like a ton of bricks like no one expected. So when Pivot, I mean, I'm sorry, when the pandemic hit, I had to transition and do some things differently. I couldn't operate in the same manner in which I had been before. And so I was like, you know what? I can do mobile services. So I transitioned from brick and mortar to providing mobile services to my clients because a lot of people were afraid for their lives. They were afraid to come outside. Yeah. But the, my clientele is the clientele of professional individuals, you know, doctors, lawyers, um, individuals that work for the, the army and the reserves, you know, so they needed to look the part for their position, even if it was just virtual, right. they needed to look the, the part from the waist up, right? Yeah. So I made that transition. I originally started Definition of Love in 2016 after acquiring my cosmetology license for the second time. Mm -hmm. um, and um, after that, so when pandemic hit in 2020, transition, rebrand, now we're Beautiful Healthy Hair Mobile Salon, where we travel out to our clients and provide them the same great services in the privacy of their own homes. Mm, I like that. So, so how did you, you know, and I probably know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So how did you figure out that this was your, this was your passion, you know, the hair care, healthy hair? Because it's not just doing hair. It's, yeah. It's more it's than that. Yeah, so when I originally started doing hair, I was about 12 years old, like mm. literally getting paid to do, I did half of my graduating sixth grade class. Oh, wow. <laughs> right, their moms paid me and everything. And I'm like, I'm really good at this. You know, like um, I've always had really, really thick hair, whether it's short or long, it's always thick. <laughs> and I had to learn how to do my hair to make me feel good about myself and create that self-esteem that I desire within me. Yeah. And I figured if I'm, if I'm one person experiencing this, as far as confidence, I know that there are many more, right? right? So I began to talk to my classmates and things of that nature, and they were looking for all the cute styles, but they couldn't afford it because hairdressers were very expensive. So I wasn't licensed, licensed or anything. So I would charge about 25 bucks to do the same style that they would pay 80 bucks for in a salon. Oh, wow. You was getting all the clients. That's right. All 
Right. So that's really how I started. So throughout high school, I was a teen mom. So I also had to provide for my children. And um, I just kept doing hair. I went to school for uh, business at Coppin State and I didn't finish. I didn't get my degree because I felt like I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a cosmetologist. Mm. And there was no one or nothing that could deter me from that path. And unfortunately, you know, at the age of 19, I was incarcerated for about five and a half years. And I came home when I was about 26. But even then, it didn't deter me from the path that I, I knew that God had me on. What it did do was actually reposition me and say, I no longer want to be a stylist. I don't want to fry, die, you lay you to the side. And then when you come back, <laughs> looking like Maggie Simpson. Right. I want you to hair. So I began to study trichology, which is the study of hair and how hair works and mm. how products that we use on hair makes it pliable and or hard, you know, how it can make it work for you and different things of that nature. So I transitioned into that field and began to study. And I still study trichology because technology is always advancing. Tools, products are always advancing. Um, so I just want to, I keep myself knowledgeable in those areas. Mm. And, and then from a resource standpoint, from a business owner, so how do you stay current, uh, not only on your industry, but stay current on how to, to, to live this journey called entrepreneurship? Um, the most thing I do is stay connected to programs like RIVE, programs that help me to develop personally and within my business. Mm. Because if you do not stay connected to a vine, you will not receive the nutrients you need to prosper in mm. whatever field of entrepreneurship you desire or anything like that. That's And that's my personal belief. Absolutely. I, I like that. <clears throat> stay, you say stay connected to a vine. I got to use that. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like that. Really good. I, mean, I, I am a woman of God as well. And um, one thing that God says is that he prunes the tree that needs to be pruned. But mm -hmm. in order for us to receive the nutrients that we need to survive and live, we have to be connected to the vine. Connected. Speaking of right. that, sister, because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a man of faith as well, you know, and you shared a little bit about your journey and where you are now and the obstacles you had to overcome. Like share a little bit about, you know, your, your challenge and the things that you had to overcome and how you had to stay faithful through incarceration, homelessness, um, you know, having yeah. your, your cosmetology license again, you know, like talk a little about, yeah, so, a bit about your um, testimony and how you stayed that was, patient that was and you, you trusted really, God through all the things you went through. Yeah, so that was a bit of a challenge. And um, I just, for me, it was like, um, I can't give up. I can't quit. I have to stay the course. And to stay the course means to stay steadfast. That steadfast is, even though you may experience what people deem as losses, I experience them as learning opportunities. Mm -hmm. I don't ever view, I don't ever lose in life. You know, um, my mom transitioned on to be with to be with God February the 16th. And a lot of people kept saying, I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry for your loss. And I had to come to grips with them myself and say, India, you know, you didn't lose. So let them know that you won. I mm. didn't lose. I was a kingdom citizen. So the kingdom won, which means I won. Mm. I lost nothing. And even 
my ups and downs in life from incarceration to coming home and having to acquire my cosmetology license. And it, I passed the test in 2017. I didn't get licensed. I'm sorry, I passed the test in 2016. I get, didn't get licensed until 2018 because I had to write and fight for what right. I felt like I truly deserved. Yeah. Even, you know, even knowing I've already done my time for this crime that you all say I committed. I've done the up. time for over the, you know, and I've seen, I've, I saw women giving up. I saw them become depleted within themselves and in their spirit. And mm -hmm. I just, it couldn't be me. And that's right. what I kept telling myself, can't give up. For one, you have four little girls at home that's depending on you. Two that weren't biologically mine. They were my brother's children that I helped raise. Mm -hmm. And then my own two that were biologically mine. So I got to beat an example. And in order to beat an example, I need to be the best example that I can be. And even if I let the information, there are resources out here that I can learn and obtain the information necessary to be the best example that I can be. Mm. So I just stay focused on the course. And of course, you know, you go through those periods of that downtime where you feel like, you know, that those, those feelings of depression and everything. And I went through those, those, six, those times, you know, and that's when I cleave onto God more than ever, because I know that he never left me throughout everything that I experienced in life. God never left me in the car accident that I was in. The reason I was incarcerated for vehicular manslaughter, I was in a fatal car accident where my cousin lost her life mm -hmm. and God, God made it be so that I could be revived. He wow. was there with me then. He was there with me throughout my entire time of incarceration, even while I was fighting my case. See, it, it's, it's like God puts you in position of pain to help, to help you grow and stay faithful to him. Yeah. And I had to understand that, you know, and as an adolescent, although I had these adult responsibilities, I didn't have an adult mindset. My maturity level hadn't yet grown to, to, really be in a position to handle these adult responsibilities mm. and I running from them. I found myself running from myself because I was afraid of the woman that God was grooming me to be. And I was afraid that it would take me from the people that I wanted to be around. And it did take me from those people, you know, and one of the worst ways, but it was one of the best things that could have ever happened to my life. Prison mm. changed me. Prison made me a better woman. All my experiences and everything I've been through in life helped me to be the woman that is sitting before you today. Mm. And I'm, I'm proud of her. Amen. That's, that's awesome, man. God, God says he, he's going to test you to see how you respond. He's going to test your patience. He's going to test your faith. That's all a part of how we grow, you know? So I just applaud you just, just hanging in there and, you know, super proud of you and the things that you've gone through and, overcame the responsibilities that you took on you know when you didn't have to you know that that you're a strong sister and um it's, it's a blessing to have met you and i wish you all the best you know for um forever and everything everything you got going on for sure thank you sir thank you leon oh absolutely so so india let's let's talk about you know what is the future for beautiful i like the name because you know a name should be simple you know, beautiful, yeah. healthy hair. It tells the consumer what? If you come with me, you're going to have beautiful, right, <laughs> healthy <Yeah>. hair. <laughs> Despite how, you know, regardless of how short it is, 
Think yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the future of, of your company. So the future is to, with everything dying down from the pandemic, I always wanted to make sure that I, I entered into an industry that wouldn't be affected by things like that. And I think that I have one of the, one of the upper ends of, of that, right? Um, because we were deemed as essential workers in mm-hmm. a sense. That's right. right? Yep. So we got we actually got back to work quicker than a lot of other people. Yeah. Because we were deemed essential. And what I what that told me was regardless if you have a brick and mortar or you're mobile, you're always in business, India. But for the future of beautiful, healthy hair, I would love to have a brick and mortar. But overall, I would love to have a cosmetology school mm. um, to really educate our future cosmetologists, not just on passing state board, but really educate them on the fundamentals of cosmetology and what you have, what you stand to offer to this field and to, to this to this whole uh, network of individuals and how you can reach them on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I respect that. Let me know whenever you're ready, because yeah. I do I do commercial real estate. We can help you find those brick and mortar locations, so. Okay, awesome, awesome. <laughs> I'll keep in touch with you, Leon, for sure. Absolutely. You know, you know, although I'm here at Morgan State University, you know, everybody's not going to go to college, you know, once they get out of high school. And I don't know if they still doing the trades in the schools, but a trade is something that people can pick up and make a successful living from that. And it looks like that's what you're looking to do with your cosmetology school is to really help, you know, those young ladies and men who are thinking about cosmetology that this could be a career for me. And sometimes somehow we have to champion that as well. You know, it's always we're champion, you know, at the high school, what do we, what do our parents, teachers, or what does society say? You need to go to go college. To college. <laughs> yes. You know, but there are other avenues that you can, you can go through uh, with that. So, so India, who, who are, who are some of your, your role models or, or mentors? Because I know, you know, none of us can do this alone. So who, who do you look up to and that gives you that inspiration? Um, to be honest, like my number one uh, role model is Madam C.J. Walker. Um, I okay. Yeah, my number one role model as far as cosmetology, being a woman, being a mother, just being an entrepreneur and really getting up and getting it despite any odds or anything that she faced. She Mm -hmm. never gave, you know, um, regardless of what anyone says, she pushed through everything. She was a pioneer in this, in this, this genre industry, right? She um, really paved the way for me. And Mm -hmm. I just, I think her, I think all her many successes and everything that she had to go through, even when it comes to product. And, and tools you know um other than that I definitely look up to my sisters I look up to Veronica Jackson who is the executive director of Pivot I look up to Michelle Daniels uh she's my big sister the CEO of the Ladies League of Baltimore um I have I have a few people one of my big sisters Sophia um I'm the youngest of all of the women that I'm around majorly yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm baby sis in a lot of different areas. Um, I also look up to my apostle, Jonathan Patterson and his wife, Raquel Patterson. Those are my role models. I see them 
positively every day striving to be a better version of themselves, not in competition with anyone other than the man in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And that just teaches me that I don't, I'm not in co- competition with my sister or my brother, you know, that we can all rise together, that we can collectively do this as a unit mm-hmm. and move forward, you know, mm-hmm. as a community versus being divided. Because if we're united, it's really nothing that anybody can do with us when we stand together. It's when we separate out each other and we disconnect and we disconnect that love and that compassion towards one another that, you know, we, we find ourselves in a pit. Mm. Mm. I love that. I love that. So, so we kind of asked for advice too. you know, what advice would you give to other individuals, but I'm gonna switch it around somewhat. You know, what advice would you give to, uh, let's say the, the, the younger you giving you advice now? Yeah. The young giving me advice. Giving um, you advice right now. Or what would you say to the younger you, if you will? What would I say to the younger me? The younger me would say to the older me, it may not seem like it's coming, but it will come. Mm. Just stay the course. Stay the course. Um, and the older me to the younger me is, girl, I'm glad you ain't give up. From Burger King to being a business owner, entrepreneur. Yes. that's some some great wisdom right there for yourself though for sure definitely absolutely and now we'll ask the question you know what advice would you give to you know other primarily women um black women who are who are coming out and are thinking about entrepreneurship the first the first rule of thumb i will offer to my ladies that are coming out and want to pursue a career entrepreneurship is to first heal within. Because one thing I think that we forget as as a people and as a culture is that we experience so many traumatic events in our lives, but we never experience the opportunity to heal from those traumas. Mm. And I think it's essential that we first heal so that we can be whole, stable, and solid moving forward into whatever genre of life that we decide, whether it be a a CEO, an entrepreneur, an employee, whatever, because wherever you go, you take you with you. And if you're walking around hurt and damaged and broken, you're taking all of that with you. Mm. And a lot of other people will be able to acknowledge and you're trying to figure out what's the problem mm. and the common denominator is you. Mm. And sometimes as a people, wow. we don't hold ourselves accountable because we're not taught to. Yeah. Our culture, you know, as growing up, we were, you know, children are seen and not heard, but children were hurt too. Yeah. And not able to express the, the, the pain and the traumas that they experienced. So the yeah. first thing I would say is heal, get yourself some healing even from the experience of being incarcerated for whatever reason you was incarcerated, whether it be your fault or they blamed you, it don't matter. Get healing. Mm, that, that's important. <clears throat> that's important. Whether you are a formerly incarcerated individual or, you know, or not, you know, mental health is something that's, that's truly important. And there was this article, I forget which magazine it was in, and it was talking about, you know, some of the challenges that entrepreneurship, entrepreneurs have. Yeah, it is capital, it is management, but mental health, especially if you're doing this by yourself, I mean, it could work 
it can play wonders. Uh, I should say wonders. It can play tricks on your mind if you don't get 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 it a fix. It can, it can. And, and even if you can be the most passionate person in the world, you know, passionate about your, your dreams, your hopes, your aspirations, that's fine. That's cool. But when life starts to life on you, when it get the life in on you, that's it right. don't matter how, how big your passion is yeah. if you're still dealing with some, some brokenness. Mm. If you solid. that pain that you've experienced. Right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. This this is good, India. You know, we really appreciate you, you know, coming on to the Breakthrough Podcast. So, so for those individuals who are looking for uh, beautiful, healthy hair, how can they reach yeah. out to you, reach out to you? So you can find me on Instagram and Facebook under beautiful healthy hair. Um, there are no spaces, it's just beautiful dot healthy hair on Facebook and Instagram. I can also be found on the Fresher app. That's F-R-E-S-H-A app under beautiful, healthy hair as well. I'm also on Google. I'm on the fifth page, but I'm on there. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are on there. So give it, give the second, the third thing out again, you call it the fresh one. It's the fresher app and it's oh, F-R-E. Yep. F-R-E-S-H-A, the fresher app. Okay. And it's under your name. Yep, beautiful, healthy hair. Good deal. All right. Any final thoughts? Um, you know, I just just peace and love to everybody out there. You know, entrepreneurship is not for the faint-hearted. You definitely have to be about your business and you definitely have to, you know, get yourself some tough skin because mm. um mm. it's if you're a black and especially if you're a black woman, because one thing for sure you might not want to hear, but they don't want to see us make it. They don't want to see, they don't want to give you the loans. They don't want to give you the grants, but it doesn't mean you don't deserve it. And it doesn't mean you can't achieve it. Mm, absolutely. Good deal. Leon, any final thoughts? <clears throat> oh man, I'm just really grateful uh, to, to have Indy on here and sharing her testimony and um, thankful uh, for you again as well, Omar. And I'm so glad that we're continuing to impact the community by highlighting returning citizens and the things they've been able to overcome and how they've discovered new pathways. So um, that's that's pretty much it. All right. I don't have anything other than to continue to improve and progress. Peace. We'll see you next time. Thank you.